0: Welcome to Maximize Your Influence. This is Kurt Mortensen. Steve Olson still on sabbatical. This is podcast number 190 as we're approaching 200. I'm overcoming jet lag, finally back from the Middle East, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Doha, which is in Qatar. I had a lot of fun, met a lot of good people, had some incredible food. Every night was a different feast from a, a Persian to Iraqi to Afghani to Yemen to Pakistani. Wow. Even did Applebee's one night, but you know, (laughs) for the most part, great food. I'm afraid to get on the scale, but wow, had a lot of fun. It was great. If you've never been out there, check it out. Dubai's an interesting place, growing very fast. But 20, 30 years ago, there was nothing there. Now it's a major city, and what people don't realize, about only 15% of the population are actually Emirates or those that are local. Everything else is imported. People from all over the world, I think 200 countries, and it was amazing to see just everyone in one melting pot. You think, New York's a melting pot. Wow, Dubai's really a melting pot. And did some training out there. Did a two-day event on leadership by charisma. Did a four-day event on influential persuasive presentations. More train-a-trainer, helping people craft more persuasive presentations. Then a two-day on the laws of influence. Did some training for the government. Even made the news out there. Maybe I'll send out the clip. That was kind of interesting. And in our training, we had people from all over the Middle East, from Oman to Qatar to Saudi Arabia to Iraq to Jordan to Egypt, and it was incredible and a lot of fun. But again, trying to catch up, getting my brain back in gear, and getting back in my sleep patterns and getting back in control of everything that kind of just didn't happen when you're traveling like that. So good to be here. Welcome. Got some great information for you. Let's start off with the geeky article. And for Steve, Urkel go. <laughs> All right, this comes from uh, Psych Central and YourTango.com with Andre Bonor. I, hope I said that one right. She talks about mental habits that suck the happiness from our life. It's always good to talk about self persuasion and our happiness and the mental side of the game. Just go through a few of these. Not forgiving others that can suck the life out of you, and not forgiving yourself can do the same. So that can be a big challenge for a lot of people. One that was interesting is holding others to a higher standard than you hold yourself. Believing things will never get better. That will put you in a downward spiral to pessimism. And as you know, pessimism will suck the life out of you and others, and it hurts your ability to persuade. Optimists, as we know, are better at persuasion than pessimists. I love she talked about believing you have less control over your life than you really do. Part of that is taking ownership for your life, for your victories, for your failures, for your setbacks. Because if you get stuck in that blame game, blaming other people, pointing fingers, then you never fix yourself. You never look at yourself and believe that you can make some changes. You can improve your life, your happiness, your relationships, your income. That comes back to you. And what she also brought up to is not practicing gratitude. If you can be grateful for the little things you have, be grateful for other people in your life. And I'm going to add, if you can go out and serve others and help others and make the world a better place, that'll do more for you than anybody. If you get into a little depression, you're or you're not feeling that you have much purpose go out and help others that makes a huge difference with what you are able to do and as we talk about this self persuasion the mindset we call it the woo woo whatever you want to call it this is one thing I notice all over the world people are having challenges with their mindset their belief systems their ability to get past a barrier the setbacks in life that is a huge challenge and it's interesting not a lot of people will go to a seminar on improving your self-esteem or changing your belief systems or mindset. But everybody needs it and everybody's hungry for it. And I've been guilty too, and I've told you this, where when I was first starting the, that success path, that personal development, realized that how awesome seminars were. And I'd go to these seminars and these successful people, some of them were millionaires, they were good at what they do. They are all talking about vision, mindset, and goal setting, and I'd sit in the back going, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, heard it before, give me the tools. And it wasn't happening for me until I realized if everyone's talking about that, every book on success ever written has those same things, vision, mindset, goals, belief systems. Those are the tools. Those are the most important tools. Nothing else matters till you fix those things in your brain, that self-persuasion, that mindset, and that was a big focus in the Middle East as we focus, not only persuasion, influence, and charisma, but fixing your mindset, overcoming your fears, the things that really matter. Because I can teach you all the persuasion tools in the world, but until you're right upstairs and you can persuade yourself, you can't persuade other people. These are the tools, the most important tools, and these are the things that people are hungry for. Again, they won't sign up for a seminar like that. You just kind of package it within the seminar, and that's their favorite thing. That's what they needed the most. That's what changed them the most. And we get stuck on that sometimes, just Going after these other tools, realizing the most important tool is your mindset. Until that's right, until you can persuade yourself, everything else is much harder to do, and sometimes you can't even get there. These are the tools, these belief systems that we have. And one thing I've noticed around the world, too, is our belief systems, and the same things hold people back. It's not that different. We're so much more alike than we are different. I mean, there's some minor things here, but 80% of what we want and what we believe and our focus tend to be the same. And the biggest one I notice for most people is their belief systems. They don't have the right belief systems. And what it comes down to is they have conflicting beliefs. One thing I learned from my mentor, Jim Rohn, he talked about torpedoes. I don't know if you've ever seen a torpedo, shot a torpedo, maybe not. Then this could be for anything. But if you had a torpedo, let's say you were practicing and you shot it at a target, right? Now, if this torpedo had two guidance systems telling it what to do, it would be off course. It would never hit the target. And that's what's happening in your brain. If two control towers were telling an airplane what to do when it was coming in for landing, the results would be devastating. And that's what's happening in your brain. If you want to be successful and you're wondering what's taken so long, we've got to go back to your belief systems. We've got to go back to your brain and realize that you have conflicting beliefs. And understand your belief systems. This is what guides your day-to-day behavior this is what guides you this is what can sabotage you it's interesting about beliefs that 75% of your beliefs pretty much the same as your parents so if your parents had challenges with money or success with other things that could be one of your beliefs the other 25% are probably the complete opposite so sometimes we do the opposite of our parents but we pick up these beliefs by osmosis we learn some from experience they're there and we need to deal with them and beliefs are real but the critical factor I want to talk about is those conflicting beliefs that you have. You have conflicting beliefs that are holding you back, that are sabotaging you, that you don't even know it. Two guidance systems telling you what to do. Because here's the challenge. When you were young, probably first, second grade, your brain's not developed. And we've talked about this before. Your brain's not developed until 24. But at that age, when somebody tells you something about yourself, positive or negative, it becomes an instant belief strange, weird, smart, ADD, bright, intelligent, whatever it is, those become beliefs. And that's what screws us up as adults, is the beliefs we, that were implanted at first, second, third grade are in our brain, they're in our subconscious, which conflict with some of the other beliefs that we've picked up that we want. And it really holds people back. And sometimes we didn't even know we sabotage ourselves because of these conflicting beliefs. And one of my favorite stories that I've told is about this gentleman out of Australia, his name was Peter Daniels, and when he was in the educational system over there, he had dyslexia, and he was quickly labeled slow learner and dumb, and that followed him around, and that became his belief system. His father was in the military over in Australia. They moved all the time, and Peter Daniels, of course, hated school. He wasn't good at it. He didn't know what his challenges were. He just thought he was dumb. Two months left of school, the family moved again, and he said, Dad, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go. And he said, Of course, Dad, you got to go to school. And he went to school. Two months left, and he was assigned a teacher named Miss Phillips. They take the worst teacher you've ever had, multiply it by 10. That's Miss Phillips. I mean, she was mean, vindictive, yelled at the students, sometimes even strike the students. And she just, wow, just a mean person. So they had taken a test, and the next day she was handing out this test, and she put it on Peter Daniels' desk. He was sitting in the back, and there was a big red F on half the paper. Big red F. He had failed another test. He turned it over. He was embarrassed. Didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to think about it, just wanted to go home. And then Miss Phillips went up to the front of the class and did something that just destroyed poor Peter Daniels. She said, class, Peter Daniels has failed another test. In fact, Peter come to the front, and this guy, has got wide, and she says, now. And he sheepishly walked to the front, and grabbed him by the arm, turned him around, and said, class, this is Peter Daniels. Not only did he fail this test, he's going to be a failure his whole life. He's going to fail out of school. You probably shouldn't be his friend. You probably shouldn't talk to him. Wow. Oh, first things first, she probably should be shot. I mean, she just destroyed this life. And poor Peter Daniels, it became a belief, and he did. He failed out of school, and everything he tried, failure, failure, failure. And as an adult, it just came to to follow. And then finally, he realized that that experience has tainted his beliefs, tainted his success, changed his belief system, gave himself permission to win, and decided to get into commercial real estate. Of course, he told his family and friends, and, you know, they're the first ones to spit on our dreams and, and pull us down because they always judge us on our past mistakes and not our future potential. But he knew it was time. He had felt it. He had to give himself permission to win. And the timing was right. It was perfect. And he got into this commercial real estate and actually became a billionaire with the B, Very successful. And he retired. And he wrote this book. You want to know the title of this book? Miss Phillips, you were wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. And he turned it all around. And the interesting thing is we all have a Miss Phillips in our life. We all have someone that gave us the wrong belief system. We all have a book to write about that experience. But that tainted him for years. It took him years to overcome that belief system. So the first step here is you've got to identify your belief system. What's holding you back? For example, you want to be wealthy, but money is the root of all evil. Now, I know they don't conflict, but they could conflict with you. A lot of people with religious backgrounds, that gets tainted in their brain. It's not the money's the root of all evil. If you read it, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you love money more than your family, more than society, probably that would be an evil thing. But it really holds people back, and it really sabotages their success. A lot of people want job security. you got to have job security, but they want to be an entrepreneur. Do they conflict for you? Maybe make it to the top of your career versus family comes first the love of eating versus having a healthy body being adventurous versus having all your ducks in a row you only live once versus restraint and moderation wanting more free time but you have no free time because you're pursuing financial independence reducing debt versus starting investing running a successful business or having a successful career versus being a successful parent being a spiritual person versus being wealthy okay that one too I know that doesn't conflict, but it could conflict for you. You've got to take a deep dive. You can't fix this unless you understand what are your conflicting beliefs. That's the first step here. What are your conflicting beliefs? Then you can start refocusing on new beliefs, start visualizing the new belief, and start coming up with an action plan. One of mine was, I want to be a great dad around for my children, be at all the games, but I also want a successful business, be a best-selling author, and, and share my message with the world, which takes me on the road, Away from my family, and that was causing conflict. The biggest thing was just identifying it. I'm not saying I have a perfect solution, but I changed some things, adjust some things, travel a little less during the summer, try to do more webinars and Skype training. Again, not a perfect solution, but I've identified it. I'm working towards that solution. That's made a big difference in that conflict and the tension that that creates. So, are your belief systems are they helping you? Are they hurting you? Is it hurting your ability to persuade yourself? But again, first one got to identify those. What are they? And get rid of that negative belief and work on the positive belief. Visualize it. Come up with that game plan and work towards it. Most of this is just identifying. You don't even know it exists. Take some time to be alone with your thoughts and try to figure out exactly what that is. You don't have to worry about where they came from. They're there. Again, beliefs come from socializations. You've learned them. Expectation. Osmosis. Experience. We've probably picked up some strange beliefs where maybe sitting too close to the TV or the... Black cat, or going under a ladder, or stepping on the crack, or Friday the 13th. I mean, every culture has these beliefs. Like, where did that come from? It's just we inherit it sometimes, and it's there. And we all have these belief systems that guide and govern our behavior, especially about success, especially about money, maybe even about relationships. And understand that these belief systems trigger a lot of habits. We're creatures of habits. We have some habits that are really holding us back, and we really need to be able to analyze those. But really focus on your belief system and understand exactly how that works and identify those conflicting beliefs and start working towards a solution. It'll make a big difference in your happiness and your self-persuasion, your success and your income. I mean, you name it, it is huge. Those are the tools, the biggest tools. And until we take control of that, everything else doesn't matter. We have to really focus on that. And these belief systems is a big issue that we need to address, but we have to realize that it's there and come up with our game plan. Focus on that Any questions, email me at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. But now it's time for the blunder. Homer, go! Don't, don't, don't! Well, this has got to be the airlines again, our top blunder. (laughs) Big mistake. So, what I found out this time is I flew to the Middle East that a lot of the uh, American based carriers have pulled out. Even a lot of the European based carriers are pulling out of the Middle East. And it's not a security thing, it's an income thing. Because a lot of the local carriers are subsidized by the government and they couldn't compete financially, right? As far as their fares were a lot lower, you can't compete, and there's nothing they can do because there's no subsidies for these other airlines. So a lot of them are pulling out. So once I got to Dubai, I had to take a local carrier to some of these other places. Well, this carrier was called Fly Dubai, and the only reason I chose them is that they had a agreement with the American carrier to transfer luggage and do a few other things well yeah they're the blunder they have no love and I think part of it's being those economy airlines to where you just deal with it because you're saving money and I didn't know they were an economy carrier at the time but yeah I got there it was delayed two hours I tried to get information I couldn't get the time of day but the worst thing is they lost my luggage for days. And we're talking about a one-hour flight to where I was going. I was going from Dubai to Doha, which is in Qatar. And now luckily I've traveled enough to know that my carry-on bag is going to have a suit and a few other things that I need because, you know, airline programs aren't perfect. But they didn't care. There was no apology. They wouldn't deliver it. I had to go back to the airport multiple times, try to track it down, try to find it. I had to recruit some local talent, I guess some local people to help me out who spoke Arabic, but wow, didn't care, didn't want to help. They were treating it like it was my fault, and I know airlines make mistakes, and the goal is just to make it right. If you make a mistake, make it right, and they didn't even want to make it right. And then this was just the tip of the iceberg. There was about five or six other things. But the one thing I want you to take away here is, okay, you make a few mistakes. That's okay. Your prospect's going to see that. Your customer's going to see that. They're okay with it as long as you own up to it. Don't blame others because this airline was blaming the other carrier. And I knew the luggage has arrived in Dubai because I get a little text when it arrives. So I knew it was there. But they blame the other carrier. So don't blame others. Take ownership. And then just make it right. People will be okay with it. They'll actually like you more and do more business with you if you just make it right. Key factor to your success in business. So that and two, make sure you always travel with an extra suit or whatever you need because this happens more than it should. But I appreciate you being here. Love your feedback. Love that you're listening to the podcast that we'll be together and talk about these persuasion tools. Find us on Instagram at MaxInfluence and, of course, MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Like us on iTunes. Go out there. Change your belief systems. Identify those conflicting beliefs. Come up with a new game plan, and you will be able to persuade with power.